Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's January 21, 2019, and this is episode 647. Just back from my 2019 Hokkaido Landscape Photography Adventure Tour and Workshop, Today we start a three-part travelogue series with a total of 30 images over the next three weeks to illustrate our adventure. As usual, we kicked off this year's tour in the picturesque BA area with its beautifully situated trees that decorate the rolling snow-covered hills. It's often hard to understand without seeing the difference, but the grey sky that you see in this first image from BA is what really makes these images possible. In the sun, the contrast is too great, and we get harsh shadows under the trees and from the grasses, and it is, in my opinion, much less pretty then. I love the almost complete lack of shadows from the grasses, and the very subtle, soft shadow that we get under the trees. Most years we actually have so much snow that the grasses don't show through like this, but with relatively little snow this year, Many were poking through, and they made for nice additional elements to punctuate the scenes that we shot. I shot this image at f14 for a 25th of a second at ISO 100, and a focal length of 67mm, with the new Canon RF 24-105 f4 lens. Apart from a few test shots, I shot this entire trip with the new Canon EOS R mirrorless camera, And I have to tell you that at this point, I'm very happy with it. I'm going to do a full review later, after I've seen how well it handles fast-paced wildlife shooting. But for landscape, it was an absolute pleasure to work with. There were a few problems, like not being able to see the border around the histogram on the LCD in bright conditions. But nothing that I would consider really major and the image quality is absolutely stunning. We travel in a large bus so that everyone has a double seat to themselves, and at this location, shortly after photographing the tree in the previous image, I had our driver drop us off along a road in the hills, from where we just walked in short bursts, while photographing the various things that we can see from the road, such as this hut with a small tree. I love the mound of snow that the hut is perched on, and again the grasses that are poking through the snow. I also find the footprints that run diagonally through the snow from right to left appealing, and again the subtle difference between the snow and the grey sky is something that I love to shoot. I'm doing all of my processing in Capture One Pro, including flicking on the black and white checkbox to completely remove the colour, but there really isn't a lot of difference. The original scene had hardly any colour in it anyway. My settings for this were f11 for a 30th of a second and ISO 100 at 255mm with my EF 100-400mm Mark II lens. The minimalism of this next shot really appeals to me as well, with the copse of trees on the left and the incredibly faint line between the hill that extends up from the copse against the taller hill in the background. 
and again that beautiful grey sky. I actually adjusted the mid-tones with the level sliders in Capture One Pro to darken the sky down a shade or two to accentuate the curve of that middle distant hill as it extends left behind the trees. My settings for this shot were f14 for a 50th of a second at ISO 100 at 74mm, again with the new RF 24-105mm lens. Having less snow than usual presented us with an unexpected gift as the snow started to fall and we headed behind the Takushinkan gallery to photograph the line of trees there. Apparently they grow lavender there in the summer and run a mechanical cultivator between the lavender forming these squares. Then the snow fell and created a beautiful patchwork of snow. You might also be able to make out the flakes of snow more visible in the sky than in the foreground, but it was falling quite heavily when I shot this. So I was doing my trick of blowing the snow from the front of the lens in the cover of a cloth, then holding the cloth over the lens while starting my two second timer, and then whipping it away at the last moment to make my exposure. Without doing this, the snow driving straight at us just sticks straight onto the front of the lens and ruins the shot. My settings were f11 for a 20th of a second at ISO 100 and a focal length of 22mm with my 11-24mm f4 lens. I like to use a longer shutter speed for a shot like this to cause the snow to streak a little as it crosses the front of the trees. On our third day in BA, we drive around to the ski slopes of Mount Asahi, where I used to enjoy photographing the pillows of snow that form on the rocks in the river before we start to drive up the mountain. For the last few years, they've been building a new bridge, and the conditions haven't been great. But this year, the bridge is finished, and we had some lovely snow pillows again, as you can see in this next image. I've chosen a landscape-oriented image as it works better for the blog, and I like how we can see the pillows of snow extended up the banks where the snow has completely covered the river. Because I always expose to the right, which is especially important when photographing snow scenes, the snow requires a luma tone curve with a small dip in the slightly darker snow to bring out the very subtle tonal differences. The selected node in this tone curve screen capture is the one responsible for this adjustment. If you're not listening to this podcast on a device or an audio player that supports chapters with the images, you can follow along with me on the blog at mbp.ac slash 647. My settings for this image were f14 for a quarter of a second at ISO 125 at 105mm. The ISO of 125 was accidental. The new RF lenses from Canon have a control ring on them that I've programmed so that I can turn it to change my ISO. And I must have caught it as I adjusted the lens and I didn't notice until after I'd shot these images. After photographing the snow pillows, we headed up the mountain and parked in the cable car station car park. Then 
walked a little way up the ski slope to photograph the trees in the snow there. This is another one of my favourite spots on this trip, although it can be tricky to compose as it's difficult to decide where to start and where to end your frame. One of my favourite trees is this one with the dark bark, which provides a beautiful contrast against the snow piled up on its branches, and there is a smaller tree now growing next to it. I positioned myself so as to get the Christmas trees in the background nicely framing the foreground dark tree, and then just left a little bit more space either side. I shot this at f14 for a 30th of a second at ISO 100, and a focal length of 47mm. I have another composition that I like to shoot here, but I've shared that many times, and on this trip I actually shot that composition with both the EOS R and my 5DSR, so that I could do a print comparison later. In fact, as a bit of a sneak preview, here's a screenshot of both the 5DSR and the EOS R versions of the same photograph, both zoomed in to 100%, so that you can see the difference between the two cameras' image quality. The 5DSR shot is on the top and the EOSR shot is on the bottom. The 5DSR is obviously zoomed in more because it's a 50 megapixel file compared to the 30 megapixels of the EOSR. But I think you'll still agree that the EOSR with the new RF 24-105mm lens has the edge. It's slightly sharper with more defined edges. You might need to click on the image on the blog and open it up in the light box to view the details. This next photograph seems like a scene from Narnia to me, almost like an enchanted forest. There is a stream that runs through the trees here, but it's almost completely covered in snow, forming this zigzag of huge snow pillows. Again, I'm attracted to the darker trees and how they contrast with the snow. But also here, the lighter birch trees add a subtle extra element of contrast. My settings for this were f14 for a 30th of a second at ISO 100 and a focal length of 70mm. As I mentioned, there was less snow in the lower hills around the BA area, and although this can be trickier to work with, as usual, it presented us with some new opportunities, as in this photograph, where the lines of the grasses and smaller trees that are usually buried are forming lines, working their way through the snow. For some reason, in this shot, they remind me of a trail of gunpowder, as though someone is plotting to blow up the foreground tree and has run a trail of gunpowder into the distance. There are also plough lines in the foreground snow, again, something we would not usually be able to see. I was shooting with an aperture of f14 at a 15th of a second exposure at ISO 100 and a focal length of 50mm. With such a slow shutter speed, you can probably appreciate how little light was getting through the snow clouds, despite it only being mid-afternoon. This next image is a take on a subject that I haven't photographed for a while. When the snow comes in, it completely obscures the distant mountains that are usually visible behind this copse in the hills of BA, 
completely minimising the scene. I've used the levelled sliders to bring out the tones a little and darken down the trees, adding contrast to the image. And I really like how we can again see the plough lines under the snow. My settings for this image were f14 for a quarter of a second at ISO 100, with the lens zoomed all the way in to 105mm. I actually had a slight embarrassing moment with the EOS R as I shot this scene. The EOS R doesn't autofocus great in heavy snow, so I'd switched it to manual focus to do a short video of this copse in the falling snow. Then, when I went back to shooting stills, I left the lens in manual focus mode and tweaked the focus manually. And when I did, looking through the electronic viewfinder, I thought that the warm light of a sunset was somehow shining through the trees. I had to laugh at myself, though, when I realised that I'd just found out that the EOS R has focus peaking, where the things that are in focus are outlined in red. But this only kicks in when using manual focus, so I'd not seen it before. It's a very useful feature, but it's somewhat embarrassing to have thought I was seeing the warm glow of a sunset in the middle of a snowstorm. Behind the hotel that we stay in during the three days in BA, there's a waterfall called Shirahige Falls. The water that flows through the falls and river below has a slight blue tint to it, due, I believe, to the mineral content so it adds a nice splash of colour to this magical winter scene. I've enhanced the blue slightly here to increase the colour contrast. This is actually the first time in many years that I've shot these falls in their entirety. I usually zoom in much tighter, but the huge icicles to the right of the falls were appealing, and I also like the trees framing the falls here, so I opened up the lens to 24mm for this image. My other settings were f14 for 0.4 seconds at ISO 160. This time I'd moved my ISO on purpose to avoid having too long a shutter speed, which records more movement in the mist from the water, and that reduces the clarity of the falls. Okay, so that's our 10 photos for this first travelogue episode and I slipped in a few bonus screenshots, so we'll wrap it up there for this week. I'll be back next week with the second part of this series as we leave BA and head over to the west coast of Hokkaido. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast program to ensure interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and Google+, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with part two of this series, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.